0: know. I just think for, for me, I just like to be authentic because I want to, I want to tell people out there that are following me that have followed me from the beginning is that you're not alone in the things that you go through. You're not alone in having a bad day. You're not alone in having miscarriages. You're not alone in having, you know, a a broken marriage or so it's like, just taking people on the journey together and it helps me not feel alone when someone reaches out to me and says, Hey, I'm going through this. How did you get past this? It's like, Oh, let me help you because this is what worked for me.
1: My guest today was an influencer before she even knew what influencing was. She is one of my dear friends. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen us at the beach together or with our kids together or just hanging out with a glass of wine. Now, Miss Jana Kramer can literally do it all. She's an actress, a singer, a podcast host, a wife, a mom, a successful entrepreneur, so many other things coming down the pipeline for this one. Now, you may remember her from her time on that super popular TV show called One Tree Hill or from her successful kind. Country music career. She and her husband Mike also host the wildly successful podcast Wind Down with Janet Kramer at iHeartRadio. And if you don't know how we met, well then you have to keep listening because it's a really fun story. And some may even say it's kind of weird and strange but we think it's pretty amazing and with a really beautiful and healthy message of healing. So let's dive in. But before that, i would got to give a shout out really quick to Miss Independent Brand. And she says, this podcast gives me so much great tactical and mindset strategies to grow my brand and improve my content. I was recommended to listen to this podcast by a friend, and now it's the only podcast that I am committed to as part of my investment in my business. Well, thank you so much for sharing your feedback. I love that you have had so many aha moments and I love that it allows you to improve your content. I love that you use that word content improvement um, because that is one of the, the benefits to listening to a strategy-based podcast like this. It's gonna help you with so many different gleams, but I think um, mindset strategies and content are a plus as well. So if you have not left us a review yet, for the influencer podcast, then please do so that way I can highlight it in an upcoming episode. So all you got to do is go to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to this uh, podcast and leave a review there and make sure to subscribe so we can give you a shout out. Now also make sure to tag at Kramer Girl today and myself at Joel Solomon and hashtag the influencer podcast to let us know that you're joining in today and what your biggest aha moment from our conversation is. And then of course, you know where to find us on Facebook for all of your daily tips on how to uplevel your business and where you can chat with other listeners. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so excited. I'm I've been too. wanting
0: to come on this podcast for a long time now.
1: I know. And we're finally here Yay. and we're literally together, which is fun. We're know, doing I'm holding this your hands. I know. Literally. <laughs> um, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Well, yeah, on the outside, <laughs> but I don't have headphones on because but you of, sound amazing. My, my janky setup with my one mic. No, you're not janky. Are you kidding me? You're, yes.
0: This is this is like high class. We're in your sweet little guest room. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Yes, yes. Um, okay, so let's let's chat. I'm so excited for this. Me too. Um, so for those who have been living under a rock and don't know who you are. Share a little bit about your your journey because your journey is interesting because you're not just an influencer but you're an an actor or actress. I don't. I mean, I, I say actress. I say actress. Yeah. I feel like it's so
0: politically correct these days. Yeah. So I'm like, no, it's. I'm an actress. You're an actress. I'm an actress. I started acting. Uh, Most people know me from One Tree Hill, and then after that, I went to do. I started music, and uh, I lived that journey for a while, and I'm still doing music, but I'm. Going back more into acting now. And then I have a podcast called Wind Down with iHeartRadio. And I have a mom and, mom and babes box
1: subscription. And I have got two beautiful kids. So mm. mom life. Yes. Okay. And we're going to talk about all of that. Because the journey, it's unique. And you've been able to kind of, um, you were an influencer before there were influencers. Just more well, in the traditional the sense. thing, though.
0: I feel like, I mean, you kind of started me in the influencing world. You introduced me to Sarah mm-hmm. Boyd was simply and I never felt like I was really an influencer though Mm, up until like this past year right because there wasn't Instagram when we started was just there's no swipe ups or anything like that so it's just kind of always in music and I would do a few things here and there sponsorship wise but when it came to influencing I feel like it's only been in the last year
1: yeah but you were in the sense of like you weren't you you might have not been using it to monetize but you were an influencer you know really? when you were selling like, records, really? yes, because you, so that yeah. makes me an influencer even uh-huh. even without being like hashtag ad. Right, <laughs> you just weren't monetizing it. Oh. Um, so share with us, like well, I mean, I know all of this, but where are you from, and and in and, and and how did it get you to where you are today? <laughs> <laughs> so I am
0: from Michigan. I say Detroit, but really I'm from the outside Detroit. And I just I knew I wasn't going to go to college. It was just one of those things where it, it, all my friends were like, I'm going to go to U of M. I'm going to go to Michigan State. And I was like, I'm not going. Why didn't you want to go? I didn't want a backup plan because I knew I wanted to go to L.A. I wanted to be an actress and I didn't want to go. Well, A, I wasn't I <laughs> wasn't. I wasn't that smart. <laughs> so I couldn't get I, into I don't <laughs> think you give yourself enough credit. You're sweet. Um, I wanted to go to New York for uh, broadcasting, but I, I didn't get in. So I was just like, you know what? I don't want to go anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to move to L.A. I ended up going to New York first. But I just remember having that conversation. Like it was yesterday. I was with all my girlfriends in my friend Rachel Hill's pool. And they were all talking about colleges. And I was like, I'm not going. And they're like, what? Like, what do you mean you're not I know, going? Like, what do you mean you're not going? I was like, for me, I just I, I'm going to move to L.A. And they're like, OK, like, you're, you're cute. cute. We'll see
1: you in college next yeah.
0: year. <laughs> we'll see you at the community college down the street. Like, what's up? But no, I just, I was just, I've always been the person where I've, I've, I've said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. And I'll, you know, I'll never forget telling my dad, Hey dad, I'm not going to college. And he was like, you know, we got in this huge fight over, over that. And meanwhile, while he was putting oil into my car, cause I just blew up the carburetor.
1: <laughs> so he's just I'm like, going to take my car and I'm going to LA. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't have a carburetor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he was so upset with me. My mom, she was like, Go. Live your dreams. Right. I wanted to be a hairdresser, and I couldn't live my dreams. So I was just like, all right, Mom, I'm going. Oh, Nora. Oh, Nora. So I went to New York first because I met, super long story, but I met the, I met the, I met Aiden Turner from All My Children. Long story short, I ended up getting connected with All My Children, and that's how okay. I started working. And AMC filmed in New York at the time. Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, I think there's an AMC.
0: <laughs> and then crazy. I flew to LA just because people were like, you should really go to LA. So okay. I did. So how
1: long were you in New York? And what did Six you do? Months, there?
0: I was a cocktail waitress at the W hotel in That's times square. Nice. Uh, they paid me under the table because mm-hmm. I was supposed to be 21 and I was only 19 mm. Ooh, scandalous, mm-hmm. but I was just like, whatever it takes. And so I did a few episodes recurred a few times on that show. And then again, everyone was just like, you really need to get to LA. And I met a few people that kind of helped, me that path, mm-hmm. and the next thing I was like,
1: I'm moving to L.A., girls. Yeah. Hey, pool girls, I'm moving to L.A. And so you, so six months in New York, you kind of dipped your your feet into mm-hmm. that, and then you moved to L.A. And then, kind of, what happens with your with your career? So I feel like this is a
0: bad thing because I don't want people. I don't want people to lie, but at the same time, I knew I had a I had a meeting with well. Real long story short, I was working with Randy Jackson okay. from American Idol. That stuff kind of fell apart. His partner became really super shady. Hashtag me too. So right. I stopped working with that guy. Okay. But during that
1: process I had met. And was it just like developing you as an artist? No. He, I never sang. Oh, Randy okay. was like, can
0: you sing? And I was like, mm I can't. Wow. Because so I wasn't was... a singer then. So
1: he was just going to help you
0: with acting. Acting. Because he okay. wanted to start a management company. Okay, but he gotcha. was gone. Right. So doing Idol. So his partner which he shall not be named mm-hmm. was a dog, um, and very inappropriate. And so I basically called my mom and I was like, I'm going back to Michigan. Like he, you know, tried, loved. and I'm like bawling my eyes out. And she's like, call that, call that guy that we met at dinner. And so I ended up calling the guy and was like, Hey, this is what happened. He's like, come in my office. So he was an agent at UTA at the time. And he asked me a couple questions. He's like, "Are you SAG?" And I was like, "Uh huh." I had no idea what SAG was. Oh, so you weren't because I thought you w- you would have been from all my children. I was after after and SAG weren't together yet, oh. so I was just like, "Uh huh." Okay. And he's like, "Great." He's like, "Actually, someone just needed um, a part. You know, say a couple words. Why don't you go film that?" So a week later, I was filming a movie. He calls me. He's like, "They say you're not SAG." I was like, "That's funny <laughs> because I'm not," and I knew that you would never take me on as a client if no, I, wasn't I wasn't SAG. But then that got you Taft hard. Let me tell <laughs> you. Okay.
1: And for those who don't know, so SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. I don't know what after stands for. Um, I think it's like American Film Television. I don't know. Okay.
0: But in radio, order, radio,
1: television, whatever. Whatever. And yeah. they used to be separate, but now yes. they're together. Yes. But in order to actually, it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's like in order to do work as an actor, you have to be part of the guild. Yes. But you can't be part of, you can't work unless you're part of the guild. Exactly. So, it's like, so you got to do like so many extra gigs to get the guild, to be SAG. After. And that's called
0: getting taffed heartley it if it yes if you don't so if you don't if you don't do like six extra gigs then you know then someone will taft heartley you and then boom there's your card okay. and that's how i got my card so you got your card because you lie lying. <laughs> <I wouldn't laughs> but that is not thing. really okay good because i feel bad saying that i'm like i'm not trying to promote lying at all no. but sometimes you just if you i always say you could get backstage at any concert if you acted like you knew what you were doing exact- oh that was me i was like oh, oh I'm hey
1: set. and just like waving <laughs> yeah hey how are you Alexis. yeah <laughs>
0: And you wave like your blockbuster card. Oh, <laughs> access. That's a blockbuster card. Uh-huh. So I just feel like if you have that mindset of I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. this is what's happening, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's been my, I mean, minus relationships, that's been how it's worked out career wise. Yeah. I mean, I've obviously hit some bumps in the road, but I said, all right, I'm going to be a singer. Next thing, you know, I'm singing on the TV show and I have a record
1: deal. It's like, all right, I did that. Now I want to do this. Yes. So let's talk about that. So you get here, you get your, your SAC card, and mm-hmm. then you, do you just start going out for audition. And this was like, what, 10-ish, 15-ish oh years ago? Yeah, I was
0: 19. So again, not very smart. Do the math. I'm 35 now. Right. So.
1: <laughs> my friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love for sponsoring the show. So, but but that time, and I say that I say that for a reason. That it was the landscape in general, just like this oh, yeah. this influencer landscape, the entertainment landscape landscape was completely different. Than oh it yeah, is now. we didn't have any
0: social media, right? Uh, what we had was Friendster and MySpace. Yep. yep, that's what that's what I was on. Yes, was Friendster and MySpace. I wasn't even allowed to be on Facebook because I didn't have
1: the college. The college. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. You didn't miss much. <laughs> and now it's just my grandma and right. my grandpa on right. Facebook. So again, not missing like too much too there. Much. But again, like the influencing world wasn't there. So that was but I kind of miss that though. Yeah. I do miss that point where it's I didn't feel as connected to my phone. I didn't, but now it's I'm able to make a different income as well, which mm-hmm. is nice to have that. So it's it when the other things are kind of lulled. Well, but... and what's
1: interesting too about that is that I feel like because you, you had to use a lot of just like communication skills, connection skills, networking skills that because there wasn't this online or social media space where mm-hmm. you just like DM someone. Like you actually had to know how to talk to another human being and yeah. get in front of them and connect with them yeah. in that way, which I think is is a really important piece to being a successful influencer today. Is that, you know, you have to remember that there's a human being on the other side of whatever that is. Yeah,
0: I will say though, sometimes it backfires because I just got someone just, uh, I had got hired for a campaign and just found out a few days ago that they're taking back my campaign because they didn't like my tone with
1: how I expressed my thoughts about breastfeeding. Mm. Okay. We're going to have to dive into that in a moment because that's, that's really important. And I want to hear more about that. Um, but first take us to, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. So you, you did a lot of, you, you did a lot of gigs and then it was your first big gig. One tree Hill. My first big movie
0: was, well, my first big thing that I was like ever did was a lion's gate. It was called return of the living dead. Okay. So, but my first big moment was one tree Hill. I had Friday night lights before that, which mm-hmm. was great. It was a great recurring role, but then I got stuck in the writer's strike. So that was frustrating um entourage and gray's anatomy were the three that kind of got me into the world and then one true hill is what really truly but I started on One Tree Hill as a recurring, not even as a series regular. Mm. So it was supposed to be a recurring role and then they liked me and they made my character a series regular. Right. And do you
1: remember was social media around at that like Instagram, Facebook? It was not. Okay. So that wasn't there Still yet. Still wasn't there yet? Okay. Yeah. And then so- I didn't start Instagram until after One Tree Hill, till afterwards. Yep. So then how did you transition from One Tree Hill into a country singing career?
0: So I gave some of the songs to the creator of the show and I said, Hey, I don't know if this is any good. But I've been going to Nashville on the weekends because I've always wanted to be a singer. And I, what I, made you go to Nashville though? Like, what was that? Uh, we were filming in Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. so Nashville was the closest. And you know, country okay. music is Nashville. Right. So I, uh, I was just like, I had met some people that were songwriters, and I, you know, I just really wanted to dive into the community. And I was writing with these, um, these people, and it was so I was having like the best time in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, every weekend I would go because it was an easy, quick flight from, uh, from Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And gave the songs to him. And the next thing I know is I'm reading the next script and he turned my character into a singer. Mm. So from that, I was able to debut one of the songs that I wrote called I won't give up. And then whiskey was on the show. And from that, uh, the One Tree Hill fans made me go number one. So people in Nashville like, who's this Janet Kramer girl? Right. And then I got my record deal.
1: And then, but this was, again, this was before Instagram. Before, before. all of it. So they made you go number one just by watching the show yes. and then, like, just downloading At it. At the very iTunes? end, he would say you know, go to iTunes and right. buy, I won't give up by Jana Kramer. Okay. So, so they just started they, seeing these downloads and these purchases mm-hmm. of these singles yeah. and then it caught the attention of Nashville. Yes. Not the show, but the people Right. the, people, of, of but the, the people. yes, of yeah. Music
0: Row. Exactly. And so then
1: yeah, yeah, Warner had signed me
0: and started, and I basically had to walk away from tree Hill because they said it's either that or the other. Mm. And that was tough for me because I, I, re- that's one of my biggest regrets is choosing. Yeah. Share, share more about that. Like, than putting you in the box. So in the music industry, in country music, they're very old school. Mm-hmm. So if I was in any other um, genre, mm-hmm. I could do both. But with country, especially country females, they don't allow. And by the way, I'm the only person have, that has come from acting into singing and have had a top five success. Yeah. Because Julian Huffs tried it, Lucy Hale. I mean, there's so many people, actors that have tried country music and it, they don't even get close to charting. Mm-hmm. Because people, especially country radio guys, again the PDS mostly males, think they, they want to know that that is your number one, that is what you're doing, and that you're not gonna. If they give you the chance, they're not. You're not gonna leave the format. So I was like, I'm here. I moved. I bought a. I bought a house. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here. I'm not in anymore. I left the last season of Tree Hill, and I really had to prove that to my label, to the country people, to the country program directors, and so yeah. So I. I basically gave up the show, started recording my first album, but it's just so frustrating because and I've always felt like country market puts you in a box, and I've just never been a box artist mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to be put in a box because there are so many other things that I want to do right and why is it fair why is it fair that Blake can go off and do the voice and can do things, but yet I can't right is it because I'm a female? Is it because you know like what why is that? I've had two platinum selling singles, they've all been top five, so I still have to keep proving that I'm country. Jesus, like, what else do you want? Like, how much do I have to keep proving that I'm country, that I'm country, that I'm here? I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest fight. And then, you know, five years of fighting that, you you know, now I'm so behind on the acting side. And and it's just like, why can't I do both? Yeah. So now I just am doing both my way. And I'm not on a label. And that's, again, there's pluses and minuses of that because now I'm not charting. But at the same time, I'm able to do
1: what I want. And what I love and I get to call the shots and that's been really nice. And so, I mean, not that it's necessarily a regret, but if you were to do it over, is there any, is there anything that you could have done differently? Really? Well, here's the thing I was thinking
0: about that too. Cause I'm like, well,
1: I've gotten so many amazing fans from
0: the countryside that have come on to now my mom life and all the things that I'm doing now with my podcast and with any other acting stuff, but at the same time, so it's like, and I've, I've made my name with that. It just would have been nice if I would have had the opportunity to be able to do both mm-hmm. to maybe do a movie you know a movie here or there to do a you know a TV show and and not been like okay bye acting mm-hmm. see, see you in another 5 years because now it's like now I got to reprove myself right so it's like man right
1: um but so then, I don't know the answer yeah but when, when you were focused solely on singing and touring mm-hmm. that's when social media probably yes. hit off yes. so how did Instagram play a role or social media in general in general, do you think played a role in just you getting out there, you getting in front of people, people being interested in not only, you know, what you're singing, but what you're wearing and what mm-hmm. you're saying and your opinions on things and, and started to kind of cultivate a following?
0: I think and I, you know it's funny as I look back, I've I just recently looked back at my very first um Instagram. I just swiped up. Do you see me how I I, like yeah, I swipe. just air I air swiped up. Um, but I remember the the first post was actually I was on a movie set during I got I did a movie when I was still uh, releasing Waiwana and I just I kept it always how do I say it so a lot of there's two different types of influencers one type is very pretty their pages are very pretty and they're very monetized to to their look I've always kept mine which again is not right or wrong but for me what works and what I think works for the people that follow me is that it's very authentic to kind of the mood I'm in where I'm at in my life and taking them on a journey. So it's not just all me and pretty pictures. It's not just, you know, sets or, or on stage. It's, I've always been able to kind of take them in and into my life. So I feel like with social media, it's been nice to kind of take them on the journey and all the highs and lows, because now after what, five years of being on social media, I'd mm-hmm. say now the people that have, if they've been following me from day one, They've gone through so much with me and right. I feel like that's the coolest part is to be able to have, to be able to experience that and see people's highs and lows and feel connected and, and
1: feel encouraged and feel that they're not alone. And mm-hmm. do you and ever grow. go back and look like sometimes I've looked at photos that like my very first Instagram, I'm <laughs> like, Oh my God, it looks terrible. Oh, <laughs> like, what
0: was I mean, I yeah. Like, why did I post a picture of me eating macaroni right. cheese? <laughs> yeah. or, or just that tree? What am I doing? Like, Eating a green or drinking a green tea right? Like, well, at, like, at the lake yeah. with the, with the fish. And yeah, the big, so like a big like trash cans right there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, huh, oh, you know, you live and you learn. And, and it was like the lake. fifteen thousand likes. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> or like more like five thousand. Right. But that was a yeah. big deal. And that was a huge
1: deal. I was like, <laughs> huge. Um and now okay. I cry if I get less than eighty, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so the you know, the the music moment in Nashville, if you will, um, during that time you got married, you had children. How many, which time? <laughs> um, this most recent time. The most recent time. Okay, go. Um, <laughs> you got married, you had babies. Yes. Um, And you moved back to LA. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where, I guess, we pick up. Yeah. And our relationship picks up. And for people who may not know, Jan and I met through my husband now because they used to be together years and years ago. <laughs> um, they were in a re- and some people are like, "What? That's crazy! I could never be friends with like well, my we exes." Just in a relationship, though. right? Like Yesterday. I walked down the aisle. <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah. But um, it, was a, it was a quickie. Yeah, but I want to talk a little bit about that because I think that John. Well, no, I think just about um, being able to move. Past things and to really, because I feel like that your journey and your life and your career and all of that, you've done a really good job at being able to move past things and just try to like make amends and really move forward, Mm -hmm. which I think is a true testament to not only who you are as a person, but is the reason why we can have such a strong friendship and a a strong relationship Mm -hmm. and our children can have a relationship. I know, our kids are just so sweet. So I would love to kind of hear that because I think that, because it also reminds me too of you know, you, it's like community over competition or mm-hmm. that idea that, you know, well, I can't like this person or I can't root for this person or I can't be supportive of this person, you know, for whatever reason it mm-hmm. may be. Um, and for those listening, some of them may be like, I could never be friends with someone that my husband used to be with or that my husband right. dated or that my wife dated or whatever. Um, so how do you think that being able to just to kind of move forward with things in your life has really helped you grow? So I think it's a two-part question
0: because, or answer. I think it's a two-part answer. The first part is, you know, I'd. This is not a good thing. I don't. I wouldn't say this is a great quality, but I have a hard time with the fact that people don't like me. If I hear a bad comment or someone says something bad about me, I immediately want to be like, no, no, no. Like I want to prove them wrong. Be mm-hmm. like, I'm really nice. Like, like I'm. Like we could be friends. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I almost. I don't know, I think, I guess it's just an insecurity for me where I just feel, I just want everyone to like me. And again, I don't think that's a very good quality to have because not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's right. going to like me. So
1: when I have just to gonna, stop. We're going to all disappoint some people no matter what. Right.
0: But I hate that though. Like that, yeah. that's just something in me where I'm like, I don't, if, even when I say something and I know it's bad, like I, I'll, I'll apologize because I feel awful. It's like you're your disease. Just to please. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm super codependent in that area. So you know, I had reached out to try to make amends because again, I don't want anyone hating me. I don't want anyone talking bad about me. You know, if you're going to talk bad about me, then at least make it be from our bad experience together. But I just want to make amends to how I was, because I know I've grown so much in my past and, you know, we both made mistakes in that relationship. So when I reached out, sometimes you have to know that some people just aren't ready to make amends Mm -hmm. and you have to let it go. So I had let it go because he wasn't ready at the time. And then we had reconnected. He also sent an email back and then I had met you and you were just so nice. And in my head, I was like, man, I wish I could be friends with her. And I was like, oh, that can never happen. But then when I came out here for dancing with the stars and John reached out to me and said, basically, if you need anything, Julie would be more than willing to help you mm-hmm. with, you know, and I had my daughter, she was what, five months old at the time. I didn't know how long I was gonna last on the dancing show. So I was just like, yeah, actually I could I could use a crib, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just remember you being, and this is a testament to you. This is the second part of it because You know, I've, I've moved on from that relationship because, you know, I want him to be happy. And that was so long ago. And I was in such a different, I was a different person, but I don't know if I could ever, if I was the wife of, because of my, I, I just am so insecure, but with you, it's like, you're just like, you're so secure of yourself. You're so secure of the relationship. You were so nice when you didn't really have to be, but you just were like your, your, your heart was so open that it just made me be like, wow, like she's an amazing person. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how I would be in that situation. I've never been in that situation. So I wouldn't know, but like, you just, you welcomed me with like open arms. Then we, be just, and every day we just started talking more. And I was just like, I love this girl. And then obviously we became best friends, but it's, I think it's totally a testament to you and your security with you and your relationship and how you are as a person, because you just, I mean, I, I don't know how I, how I could do it. Cause I think I'd just be too insecure. Like, oh my God, does he still like her? Does he still think about those moments or those memories? Or, you know, sometimes I think about my, my husband's ex and it, I still stalk her on Facebook cause I'm like <laughs> jealous of her. I don't even like
1: know her, you know? I mean, maybe I would love her, but I'm like, I don't want her hanging around Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you there, it takes two to tango. So, I mean, there is right. something in you that, you know, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. There is a security in you to be able to move forward. And but that, I mean, I'm,
0: I'm so moved because I'm like, obviously I'm with my husband and stuff, but you just like, you're just, you open your heart to me and my daughter and then to Michael too. And, you know, we were kind of on out the outs and I think that's just a huge testament to you as a person. Well,
1: thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I love receive you. that. <laughs> um I will receive that. <laughs> I will receive that. Um, but I think it's a testament to you, to, to just growth. Um, and I would love for you to give. To, to just kind of give an idea, if you can think back of, you know, with how you have been able to, to grow through things, whether it's been personal challenges or professional challenges, and you've been able to do so much. You've been able to, you know, you just mentioned Dancing with the Stars, like mm-hmm. you've danced, you've sang, you've acted, you've, you know, and we're about to get into a lot of the influencer stuff now, but, you know, how have you been able, and even like you said earlier, that people were trying to force you into this box. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to continue to show up and kind of push back on that and be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be put into this one thing. You know, I'm going to stay true to who I am and what I feel is right. And, and move forward with that. I think it's from the mistakes that we
0: make and, and, or not mistakes. I, there's, like I said, there's a million things that I would do differently, but at the same time I can do it differently. Now I can, Mm. I can say yes. Now I can say no. Now I can, I can own my path and I can own the decisions that I make. And then I, I have to stand by them because, you know, I'm 35 years old. I can't be like, well, I was young and dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm 35. I have a family I'm supporting. I need to make the right decisions. But I also have to be careful, too, because there's times when, you know, yesterday, I'm like, I've got so many things going on. I'm overwhelmed. Is something falling apart because I'm not putting in 100%? Mm -hmm. So it's also, like, I have to learn how to manage better because... It's it's hard when you've got the influencing side and you've got this and you've got that and so it's like I want to do things great but at the same time am I am I spreading myself too thin but at, again with the challenges that I've faced I think it's just acknowledging you know that what I have what, what why am I doing this I'm doing this because I want to support my family I'm doing this because I love what I do I'm doing this because I've been there and I know that I can do this and not give up and fight through those challenges and again there's you know, I look back and so many bumps in the road from getting dropped from my record label or relationships past. But I, if I, I don't have time to, to sit. Yeah. I, I came over here and I was upset earlier when we started this podcast. I don't have time to cry about it. I
1: gave myself but five that's minutes a choice too though.
0: No, I know. But I gave myself five minutes and I was like, okay, I cried in the car before I came in here. I'm good now. <laughs> like I have to move. Like I have to do this. I have to move on and
1: do my work. But that's also a choice that you make that, you know, you could choose to just to not do your work and to cry all day. But I can't th- do that
0: because we have a family. Like, right. I have a family. I have to support. Like I have to show up. Mm-hmm. I have to show up and do my work because it's not going to happen without me in it, without me doing it. Right. You know, my husband can't go on my phone and, and, and do my influencing stuff for me. <laughs> he can't. You know, he could try. He can try. <laughs> he does a sometimes good job. But you know, there's just certain things. I'm like, I have to be the one to approve things. You know, I'm basically self-managing myself on the music side. So I have mm. to be on top of it.
1: Right. So one of the things that I need is, wine. <laughs> wine tea. One of the things that is really um incredible about you is that you are such an open book. <laughs> like you do not hold back. I mean, you can even hear it in this conversation now if people haven't listened to your podcast already. Um, If they listen to Wind Down with Jenna Kramer, they know that if they follow you on Instagram. um, And I think that you're more open and honest than a lot of people would ever have the courage to be. Where do you think that comes from?
0: So I feel like I've always been open, but I think the past couple of years I've been not forced to be open, but I feel like things happen in our life for us to help others and to... I'm always saying, like, turn lemons into lemonade. That's mm-hmm. a saying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the saying, isn't it? It is now. <laughs> it is now. And so, I mean, with my husband's, obviously, with his stuff, uh, the infidelity, it was out there. We had no choice. It was front page of Us Weekly Magazine. You can't really hide from that. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't be like, you know, couple goals, happy, you know, <laughs> hashtag couple goals on all the Instagram photos. And we're like, you can't, like you have to personally, like you just, I just think that for me, the choice that I made was I want us to turn this into something that could be positive for other people Mm. where yes, some really bad stuff happened. Yes. We didn't know what, what was going to happen, but yes, we are fighting for our marriage. And Mm. so let's show that let's, let's not show the pretty images on Instagram of us having the perfect marriage because it's not perfect. No marriage I don't believe is perfect. If it is, I mean, tell me how, but you know, I actually like that we have disagreements sometimes this morning. I didn't, but it's fine. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just think for, for me, I just like to be authentic because I want to, I want to tell people out there that are following me that have followed me from the beginning is that you're not alone in the things that you go through. You're not alone in having a bad day. You're not alone in having miscarriages. You're not alone in having, you know, a, a broken marriage or so it's like, just taking people on the journey together and it helps me not feel alone when someone reaches out to me and says, Hey, I'm going through this. How did you get past this? It's like, Oh, let me help you because this is what worked for me. So let me kind of give this back. And I feel like we've been able to turn something. So I can't say the word tumultuous Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into
1: something that can be beautiful and stronger than ever and help people along the way. Right. Um, you, I mean, you'd mentioned kind of some of the stuff that you and Mike have gone through Mm -hmm. and obviously, by the way, and you are our number one supporter. All my friends were saying, leave, leave,
0: leave. And Julie was the one, you were the one that kept me here, honest. I don't, I think if it wasn't for you, I probably would have left. Because there are so many times when I came over here crying my eyes out, being like, I'm leaving him. And what I thought you were going to say was, yeah, divorce him. And I'd have been like, okay, I'm going to do it. But you were like, you know, I really think you should look at like, maybe when you did this or like, what about this? Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm like, damn it, Julie. Like, that's not what I wanted you to say in them. moment. R- the
1: ripples in the water. The
0: ripples. I'm like, oh, like it would, it would drive me crazy, but it was everything I needed to hear to stay. Mm. So,
1: well, uh, yes. But I mean, again, that was your, cause, and this is the question I wanted to ask you because obviously you cannot control someone else's actions, no. but how did the challenges that you and Mike went through, how did that influence you to show up differently in your marriage? So, you know, this is a great example where
0: he called something to my attention just the other day. He goes, a lot of the times, not all the time, because I hate that word all the time. S- sometimes you are passive in what you say. And at first I wanted to fight it, but I was just like, you know what? I I am. Mm-hmm. And I think before, if we would have had that conversation, I'd be like, I'm not passive. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? But I was like, no, you're right. Like that comment that I made underneath that was uh, incredibly passive because mm-hmm. I was frustrated that you weren't helping me with the dishes. So mm-hmm. I could have shown up better and say, Hey Mike, I'm feeling overwhelmed because I don't feel like you're helping me in this moment. So I think with everything that we've gone through, we're now able to have a better relationship because we're, we're able to kind of pause and, and communicate and have and. Have our feelings met and heard, which mm. I think is
1: a huge for relationships. Yeah. And I mean, it's huge huge now because you guys work together. Yeah. So share a little bit about, <laughs> I mean, not only just the personal, um, and it's kind of interesting because I was just talking to some girlfriends. Um, we went to Mexico together and one of my for girlfriends. Your girl's trip. My girl trip that I wasn't on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not upset about it. No big deal. Not at all. Was, She's was like, I'm in a girl trip. And I'm Instagramming her saying, I'm a girl. I'm a
1: girl. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Hi, I lost my invite in the mail cool. Cool. (laughs) But, um, my girlfriend Susie, who's amazing was saying that, you know, marriages, they all go through stages Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, you have to get to a point that it's like the marriage that we knew is completely over. Mm -hmm. Would you like to create a new one? Yeah. And so how have you and Mike been able to do that? Not only, not only in your marriage, but you, you guys are business partners. I mean, you do the podcast together you guys have some other things coming down the pipeline that mm-hmm. your partner's on. So how does that work? Because I know that there's a lot of people listening that they they work with their husbands mm-hmm. and it can it can be a struggle. I'll say it's hard for sure. Um, but I, I will say this too, just real fast, what you just said.
0: I look at photos from when we first got married and I would want everything that happened and where we're at now than that first photo because mm-hmm. we're so much stronger than mm-hmm. that first wedding photo. Right. So I look at the you know the photo that we photos we have now, and I'm like, I love this relationship so much more than that relationship Mm. because it's stronger and we've been through so much. But um, working together is tough, especially when we're not communicating well that day, Mm. and when we're not on the same page, and when we're not connected. So you know, a a week ago we we haven't been as connected, but yet we have deadlines for our podcast tour that we're launching, and you know our podcast, and we have something else we're working on that I can't share yet, but I'm super excited about. But it's us working together. In the same room, 24-7, mm-hmm. and, you know, we were just bickering about life stuff at the moment, and but, yeah, we had deadlines and something else, and every part of me just wanted to go in the other room and just do it myself, but then I would have been frustrated, too, because I've been like, I have to do it all myself. Well, no, because then that's my own fault, because I didn't say, hey, we need to do this deadline. We need to sit down. So it took every part of my being to kind of swallow for the moment my feelings and say, hey, we really need to get this deadline. And he's like, "Yeah, let's go sit down in the kitchen and do that." And we did our deadline, but then after that, it kind of what whatever we were going through kind of sizzled away. Mm. He's like, "I love you, babe. I'm really glad we're doing this."
1: I'm like, "I love you too." Thanks.
0: Like it's it, but it's you know you have to have time too for yourself. So you know we have to set away set aside a ten, intentional time you know he'll be like hey i need to
1: go to the movies and do my own thing mm-hmm. spending too much time together isn't good no it's not we'll so. even do that um there's certain nights just the way that john has a really hard time sleeping mm-hmm. and so there's nights that i'll come into the guest room and sleep oh, okay just because i'm like i don't want us to wake each other up yeah. and like and it's just interesting that like you don't even have to be you know in a, in a, in a dark cloud moment. Yeah. But it's just, sometimes you just kind of need that break and it's mm-hmm. like, let's just both like sleep without waking each other up and yeah. like not, ha- and then like wake up refreshed the next day. Yeah, And that's okay. Yeah. Just Good those morning, little breaks. You. Yeah. Can really, really help. I agree. Um, what are you most proud of in terms of just your evolution with your relationship and, and like the business that you both are building together now?
0: I'm proud of how real it is because I think that's my favorite comment when I get, well, I think that's my favorite comment on Instagram is when someone's like, I love that you posted that because it's not perfect. It's not pretty. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that is what real life for me looks like. And I'm, I love that my fans love that. I love that my fans are, you know, obviously the majority are moms, but that they appreciate the real life. And I think that's what people want. They don't, you know, yeah, I'm sure maybe they want the pretty picture, but I also think they want to feel like they're a part of someone's life too. And I think I'm, I, and I'm proud of walking through this very publicly with everything in my life from the highs and lows being like, I just got dropped by my label or, you know, my husband and I are separated. It's, it's being able to go
1: on the journey with someone else and to hopefully help in return. I just had a hit. Um, what happened, what's so interesting is that you were talking about earlier, like you're like the disease to please, right? Like mm, you don't want to mm-hmm. let people down. You don't want someone to not like you, but at the same time, you're so honest and you're so real and you're so raw that you put yourself out there. Like you're, And it's I think it's important. In order to be a leader and in order to influence people, you have to stand for something. Mm -hmm. There has to be something quote unquote polarizing about your viewpoints or opinion. Like you, you have to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Followers don't follow followers; they follow leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a testament because I think a lot of people who don't really show up and who are afraid to be real and afraid to be honest and afraid to be raw is because. They don't want to let someone down mm-hmm. and they don't want to not be liked. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's really interesting that even though you mentioned that that's an insecurity of yours, you don't let that hold you back from showing up anyway.
0: I mean i I try not to, but again, it's it's hard just because you know, but but again, I'm like, I have to just be who I am, and you know it's almost take it or leave it. but then it's frustrating when I am myself, but yet then I'm turned down from the campaign, yeah, so that's frustrating because oh, yeah. I'm like i I didn't swear, I wasn't mean. I just commented back on someone about the fact that I'm not breastfeeding, that I'm using formula. And I basically said, I'm sorry that it doesn't work for you, but it works for me.
1: How is my tone inappropriate? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Like how, how does that like, because I feel like a lot of people that listen to this also, whether they're, they're influencers who monetize already, or they're trying to do that, they they will try to fit into the box and the mold of someone else because they're going to be afraid that if that offer goes away, like there's not going to be another offer that comes. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously you're in a career of rejection of Mm -hmm. being an actor. I mean, actors have to face more rejection than anyone else. Uh So you're just kind of probably used to that a little bit more, but how do you overcome that and not let that like completely defeat you?
0: Oh, I was so upset. I mean, it was a big chunk of money and I got the email from my branding manager saying, they're going in a different direction now because they didn't like her tone. And that was such a personal attack for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, my tone, like I didn't go off on this person. I was just simply saying, I'm not breastfeeding. Are, you know, are they upset because I'm not breastfeeding? And so for the first time I was like, that's it. I'm not showing my real self or I'm not commenting back because Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose out on something. But then I thought after I kind of processed it, mourned the loss of that, I was just like, you know what? Then I don't want to do that cuz then they don't get me and mm-hmm. they don't get that I that's who I am and I am going to comment back sometimes. I'm going to do it respectfully, but that's who I am. I, I'm I have a voice and I'm I'm going to continue to use it. If that's not okay for you, well then there is someone else that will do that and but I don't want to go back to the pretty box again. Mm. Been in the box, don't like it. Yeah. So I will forfeit that loss and move on knowing that the next people are going to want me for
1: me. Yeah. I want to talk about um haters. Hater. It's going to hate, hate, hate. Yes. Because I mean, not only do you get a lot of people that have their own opinions mm-hmm. about how you should behave or about how you should parent mm-hmm. or mother or be a wife or what have you, but then it also gets picked up by media like, mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is just another layer of so So I'm like, why did they pick oddness. up the fact that
0: I was worked out, but instead of cleaning yeah. my room. I just, I, I remember
1: like, one time yeah. like you You were, it was when Jolie started eating baby food and you were just, you were like at Whole Foods buying baby food for the first time. And someone didn't like the brand of baby food. I should be making my own food, Jolie. Right. You should be making your own food. So it's just, it's interesting to me that, um, and again, I think it just goes back to the fact that you do put so much out there of just like your life and who you are and you're comfortable with that. And you're, you know, like you've, you've got the skin for it. I don't think a lot of people have the skin to do that. Um, I just. You know, that's why I think that you're a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for. Well, I appreciate that. But there are times where I'll I'll, I'll give a good
0: little cry because it hurts my feelings. Yes. But at the same time, they're not, I'm stronger than their comment. Yes. I'm stronger than what they said to me. So I'm gonna, It. I'll maybe let it affect me for a little bit. But then I'll say, no, this is, you know, I stand by this. But it's just really frustrating because end of the day, if someone's gonna have an opinion. I could post 100% of you know, being in the box and still being authentic, but kind of being tamed. Someone will not like that. Mm-hmm. Someone will say something to something. Someone will not like that I chose to wear a pink shirt instead of that. Or I, I'm i letting Jolie wear blue and she shouldn't wear blue because she's a girl. Or just like, mm. it's like, if, I, if I'm putting out any picture, I'm someone is going to have an opinion
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the time. Mm-hmm. So I have to just take it and either not look at it or just continue to not let it affect me and still do my thing. But there will always be someone that has an opinion. Someone will have an opinion. Someone is going to be mean. Someone will be. And what I say is I'm sorry that you're so unhappy with what you're going through in your life right now that you feel the need to. Project that onto me. Yeah, it's a projection. But I, yeah, but I hope I hope whatever you're going through that it gets resolved and you can be happy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's not me. It's, no, it's their own issue, and and I'm I feel sad for them if they don't feel secure enough or or whatever it is, or if they just want to be mean. Something must have happened for you to get to that place. Yeah, but I'm gonna continue to do me. But it is frustrating because unless I ask, please don't offer <laughs> advice. Advice when I don't really <laughs> am asking for it. So. Right.
1: <laughs> It's I know that's,
0: that's pretty interesting. But moms, you know, you raise your child different differently mm-hmm. than your mom. I'm raising different. So, everyone has a different way of
1: doing it. Yeah. Let me do it my way if I ask them please. Yeah, I welcome. So, let's talk about the the the, the new influencer space that you're in, which is a lot of motherhood and a lot of Time. lifestyle. Um so, you know, as you mentioned before, we've been able to do some deals together, which has been really mm-hmm. fun. Um when you were pregnant, um and then I introduced you to Sarah, and she's amazing at what she does, and has been able to kind of dive you into this. And then since then, you and Sarah have also become business partners mm-hmm. with your monthly Moms and Babes
0: quarterly. Moms Is and babes. it quarterly? It's
1: quarterly. Yeah. Quarterly with your quarterly Moms <laughs> and Babes box, um, which has awesome stuff in it exactly. for moms and for babes, for moms, babies, toddlers. Yeah. Yes. So, what made you want to get into that? I mean, I it's like when you've, I guess the first kind of brand deal we did was kind of in the motherhood space. Mm -hmm. Um, but you really started just to kind of like own that and and take off with it. And, you know, when you work with Sarah and, you know, kind of do that. So what made you kind of want to niche down into that world? So when I've looked at my page, when I look at my
0: life, it's surrounded by my kids and being a wife and being a mother. And even when I look at what people like on my page. I can post the most beautiful photo of, of me and my girlfriends, or I could post a photo of a photo shoot and I'll get like me little likes. Mm -hmm. When I post a photo of my children or Michael and I, it is like hundreds of thousands of likes. So I'm like, people want to see my family and which is great because I, I, that's what I love. That's my life is my family and and being a mom. And my followers are 90, I would say 90% moms. And Mm -hmm. so I want to be able to show them the things that I like that I, you know, that I'm doing because for me, I like the cool, you know, I want the nice moms to like stick together, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think again, looking at who I am, if I was to do some kind of sports thing it wouldn't make sense. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I guess I work out a lot, but right. it would be all of a sudden if I'm, you know, being a friend Shiva, that would just not fit like my brand. Right. So I'm just staying in my lane of who I am. I'm a mom first and foremost, and that's the the best job and and a wife. so I think just you know for the other influencers that are listening is just hone in on on what you know you're good at and 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 don't try to because it would just be weird for me to start a fashion or not you know a fitness line when I'm really not into fitness. I'd rather right. do a mommy clothing line, right, which is why I did the the Mom's and babies box is because I'm like, okay, I'm in the mom world. What can I give? To my mom's. Right. And they, they want, want
1: they want it. Because yeah. I mean, they're liking, like, they clearly want that from you.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, because they, they like it and they've showed me they liked it. So I'm like, all right, what is missing? Okay, I don't shop for myself. I shop for my kids. I shop for my husband. Oh, so let's Google something really fast. Um, subscription boxes for moms and kids. Nope, none. It's all, it's either toddlers, boxes, mm. baby boxes, mom boxes. Like, there's nothing for the mom and, like, a kid. I'm like, I want to... I just don't like buying things for myself. So it's cool that now I get to have a box that Jolie and I can enjoy together. And I get a little something and Jolie gets something. So that's why I created
1: that with Sarah. And what are those somethings? We've got face masks. We've got
0: journals. We've got, I mean, um, beautiful smelling soaps and scrubs. Mm -hmm. And Jolie's got some crayons and coloring stuff and things that make her happy. (laughs) Um, We've got cute little jewelry and pouches and bags. So all, all in a, and then for baby products, we've got, you know, amazing shampoo and conditioners Mm -hmm. and lotions and Wellman's drops. And so, I mean, it's just every, every quarter is a different, um, kind of vibe and we're working on our spring box right now. So we, we sold out of the infant boxes, uh, the winter. So we're, we're on our way.
1: And then um, they launch quarterly. So if someone wants to kind of dive into the products that you have, where can they go to get more information about that?
0: Momsandbabesbox.com. Nice. Yeah. Or on Instagram, momsandbabes. Momsandbabes. Yeah.
1: Um, So share with me a little bit about what's to come for this year. I mean, when it comes to because you are, I know that you're you're dipping your your you're tipping your hat into a lot of new exciting projects and things kind of for this year, um, personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. So, what are you most excited about?
0: personally I'm most excited about our move to Nashville we're moving to Nashville in June and I'm just really excited because I can't wait for that moment that I'm sitting in my screen and porch drinking a glass of wine like I could cry and seeing my kids and Mike out in the grass and, like mm-hmm. playing I'm like oh like it breaks my heart because it's just what I want for our family I want us to be in our home and have a backyard and be surrounded by friends and and um and just have that lifestyle that I grew up having. Yeah, to be able to ride your bike because where we're living right now in Los Angeles is just, for me and our family, it's just not what I what I want. Yeah, so I, I would love the same upbringing and for her to be in real grass and not astroturf in our backyard <laughs> like we have right now in cement. <laughs> yeah, it's in cement and dirt. Like our child looked like she was in the third world country. Just dirt covered in dirt twenty four seven. Yeah, so I'm really personally I'm excited for that, and then I'm I'm excited to. You know, work on what Mike and I are working on right now to grow what we're growing with that we'll announce later this year. But and then personally just, you know, I've I've really honed into and your your husband's been very helpful with this is enjoying the craft of what acting is and really doing the work. So I've, you know, I've started to work with an acting coach again and just play and mm-hmm. enjoy it, you know, and and walk out of an audition feeling like I I had fun and I got to play with it. So I just, I want to be, I just want to play more.
1: Yeah. I like that. Thanks. I can wait to do it. Um,
0: what does influence mean to you? Oh man, it's a really good question, Jules. Um, influence to me means authentic. Mm. It authentic. means, it means um, being authentic
1: and showing, showing up and being who, like being the real you. And then um where can people find you online stalk you?
0: I'm a Kramer girl <laughs> as you always make fun of me on <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter if that's still a thing. I don't know. I don't really use Twitter that much, but yeah. do you? Mm, sometimes. Yeah, I'm just not a big my, Twitter. My I'm my like, what do I tweet there? Yeah, like, I'm like had a great meal today. <laughs> tweet tweet. Like I just don't know what to tweet. <laughs> It's not a good tweeter, but no Instagram. You can follow me. All real stuff. Do um, you answer your DMs? I do, mm. actually. D- well, we are big DM people we in this are community. Very big DM people. Yes. No, I, I DM. I love. I love chatting. I've I've actually met some really great people on my DMs. So, but yeah, Kramer Girl, Kramer dot com. Got a new song coming out end of the March. And your podcast,
1: and my podcast wind down. Wind Down with Jenna Kramer, iHeartRadio. It's Ooh, a great one. Award thanks, winning. Oh, yes. <laughs> Award winning. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming over. Uh, thanks for having me and over. Getting I appreciate it. it. Yeah, I love It you. was fun. Um, so for those listening today, you know the drill. We love to hear your thoughts. So if you had any aha moments or anything that kind of really stuck out for you during our amazing conversation today, screenshot the episode, hashtag the Influencer Podcast, um... And be nice, because I'm going to read the comments, and I don't want to have to go to each and every single one of you to be like, no, please like me. No, my community (laughs) is amazing. They're amazing, amazing women, um, and some men. But um, at Joel Solomon and Kramer Girl, and let us know your thoughts and your feedback and and kind of what came up for you and what you connected with on today. Love you guys. Love me. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at The Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Next time on The Influencer Podcast. I think when people think about talking to their audience or talking to the people that follow them, it's almost like they wait until they have a certain amount where they communicate with them. And I think that people don't feel like they have the right to talk to their audience if they have 5,000 or something and be like, hey, why do you guys follow me? Like, why are you here? Like, why do you listen to Almost 30? Tell us what you want more of. Tell us what you want less of. And you do have to be unafraid to show up and hear what they say and hear what people say. But for the most part, people are so supportive and kind and people want to be heard. People want Mm -hmm. to share their voice and share they're inside.